clicking the button. Do you want to move to Birmingham, Alabama, or just want to know what it's like there to visit? Uh, you are in luck. We've got Bonnie Patikney, and I pronounced it perfectly right, and I point the right direction now. Say hi to everybody, Bonnie. Hey. I messed it up there, though. <laughs> Hello. So what? So one of the questions that I told you would be a surprise for you, one as always, and one I just missed because I sent you to the wrong form. Uh, one of them is to, uh, after you say hello, pick a number between 1 and 350, and then I'm just going to pick uh, a question off this funny questions list that I Google. Interesting. One came to my mind. Okay. 74. 74. All right. What game have you spent the most hours playing? Hmm. Oh my gosh, I really don't play games, but we do play at the holidays and play that right, left, center game. I don't know if you've ever played that card game. It, it's a dice game. It, it is so it is so cool. Uh, look look it up. But right, left, center is a fun family one that um, that we do every time we get together at the holidays. Nice. I like that question. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Is it uh, just with Eddie? Two dice, dice, die. No, it's One die, two dice. It's a little box with dice, and you'll, it gives you the rules. It's okay, so it's an actual game you would buy. It's just a little box, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, left, center, everybody. I feel like I've seen it, but everybody check that out. And we're going to talk to Bonnie a little bit more in a second. This is Want to Move There, the show giving all humans the information they need to decide whether or not they want to move to a different area. I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years right here in central Pennsylvania. Uh, hit us up in the comments uh, and say hello or give us any questions if we don't see it while we're going, which is quite uh, possible because it's just a little red dot that appears and I don't click on it. So if you have any comments or questions and we don't address it while we're going here, we will come back uh, and address your comments or questions later. And check out the replays on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the audio places, iTunes, Google Play, all the places, wherever you like to get your content. This will be sitting there waiting for you to consume it. And now we will come to Bonnie. Uh, and then the second question, while I bring up your bio to tell everybody a little bit more about you, is uh, what is the last movie that you watched? Okay. And, and, I, and I have seen the preview of this. Um, I do not watch movies either. I don't play games and don't watch movies. Like, I don't have time. I wish I did. I really do. But what I keep in the background, I have Netflix, and that's it. I don't even have TV where I, I don't I don't want to be distracted by it. But on Netflix, I will watch Shit's Creek. And I have them playing it over and over and over. So uh, I just love that. It's very lighthearted. It uh, gets you kind of away from the distractions of the world where there's this side, that side. It's just makes me feel good. Well, you got me with that. I'm probably on my fourth or fifth time watching it. Sometimes I just fall asleep listening to it. I like comedy stuff. It's like they're my people, you know. I just feel like if I'm going to get work done, I need like some entertainment. I just keep them in the background. Yeah, I love it. Have you ever watched, if you need another one to watch once that gets old, uh, Letter Kenny? It's kind of an acquired taste a little bit. I have not even heard of that. And actually, that would be on Hulu, I guess. But it's a Canadian show. Some Canadian, I think they're like well-known comedy people in Canada. Um, I stumbled upon it somehow. Now it's kind of catching on. Like Shit's Creek, nobody knew about it. And then all of a sudden... Canada seems to be representing. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Check out Letterkenny. But it's, it's also one of those that kind of... 
it, you either love it or it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen, maybe. But all right, cool. Uh, so I got your bio here. Uh, you grew up in Toledo, Ohio, and then you moved to Dallas after college, and you moved to Birmingham after children. So growing up in Toledo, you went to high school at St. Ursula Academy. Uh, what's the mascot of Ursula Academy? If anybody's watching from there, so go whatever they are. Yeah, if anyone's watching from there, please tell me what it was. <laughs> we you don't know? I'm not sure. We had a mascot back then, so it was... Just the same, it was St. Ursula. Well, it was an all-girls school, so we didn't, I don't know, maybe we didn't need a mascot. <laughs> gotcha. Is St. Ursula, do you know what that, is that a patron saint of something, or? It's, well, it's a, it, was, it was a private Catholic school, so yes. She must be a, a saint of something or other. We'll have to look that up. Somebody hit us up in the comments. Look it up and set up, tell us who St. Ursula was, what she stood for, or whatever that is. Uh, and then you went to college at Bowling Green State University and Samford University. You studied, uh, you got a Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Studies and Paralegal, it says. So is Paralegal like a major, or that's what you became after you got out of uh, college? It was a certification that you got, so um, and it is what I did after college. I actually um, was a firm administrator and um, a paralegal of a uh, family law firm. So. That's great. People can trust you to keep the paperwork uh, very, very, <laughs> very well then. Yes, and there's a lot of discovery, so it's kind of like, I don't know, for some reason it seems easy in the, in the real estate world that we're always trying to discover, we're always trying to figure out the pieces, so... It was just the talent that I already have. True. And your favorite color is purple, not blue. You said you washed a few, so you knew not to say blue. But you said your real favorite color is actually purple. So it is actually purple? It is. <laughs> what would your second favorite color be? Blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it was up there, and you did, you did, might have chosen it. So here's another question. Your clothing, does, is your favorite color really represented in your life? Because my official favorite color is red, but if you look at all the stuff I buy and my clothes and everything, other than this shirt is red, uh, it's mostly black. So is, is your favorite no, color purple funny. really represented? Uh, I do wear purple, but I also wear black. <laughs> so hence the black. Yes, yes. You got to have black dress, the black pants, all the black staples in your in your wardrobe. Yeah, you and then never know where you're going, yeah. <laughs> your favorite color is, or not your favorite color, your favorite food is Mexican, especially tacos of any kind. Do you like hard shell or soft shell? Uh, I just like anything, anything Mexican. After I moved to Texas, uh, I had a love for Mexican food. Do you have a favorite place uh, where you are? I do. We have a place called Taco Mama, um, also a place called La Paz. So those, um, they're fun Mexican places. Um, it's usually, I, if, if anyone follows me um, just on my TikTok or, or Instagram, I'm usually posting that I'm at Taco Mama at least once a week. <laughs> nice. And do you eat there or is it like a takeout, little takeout place or something? You can eat there anything, you know, anymore. Everything's a takeout place. So, um, you, you, you can, you eat there though. We stay there. I usually meet my daughter and my grandbabies and we have a date night. So once a week I meet them and we, uh, have date night at Taco Mama. Nice. Yeah. And it's nice to get out and, and eat out and, and somebody gets a tip out of it as well. So I like that yeah. you're supporting local business and you're taking pictures and sharing and promoting them more. So that's even doubly awesome. I love that. And then you do have pets. Is uh, you a cat person, dog person? What do you have? Snake? Yeah. 
I am not. No, I am not a snake person. And I live in Alabama. I and mean, we, we, we could have a snake or two. But um, I am not a cat person really either. But I do have a black lab that she's a rescue dog from um, the Humane Society. So I've had her for about 10 years now. I had a black lab also. His name was Koi. What was her? What's her name? Her name's Lucy. So. Ah, that's my daughter's name. <laughs> <laughs> do you call her Lucy or do you have a, any uh, nicknames? No, I call her Lucy. I call her Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> we call, I call my Lucy Goose because it was Lucy Goosey or Silly Goose and she is the silly funny one. So I don't even, <laughs> I probably never said Lucy to her once in my life. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, have you, what, uh, they're pretty easy to train. Do you have any tricks? Sit, speak, shake, any of that kind of stuff? No, I think she was actually traumatized. I think, um, young, she, um, something probably happened to her because she does not like people and she does not like to be outside or be around anyone. So it's just, she hangs with me and, um, I'm just here to make her life a little bit better. Nice. And then does she go with you when you go to visit your six kids, which is also your hobbies, your six kids and all the grandkids? Yes. No, she does not. She sheds a lot. You know, that's one thing you should look at when you're getting a dog. Is it a shedding dog or not a shedding dog? She sheds a lot. So no, I do not like to travel with her in the car um, or take her to somebody else's house. <laughs> there would be a whole nother dog left there. <laughs> Agreed. That was mine. I love my dog. He was the best, but then he died and we didn't get a, an a immediate replacement because we just had a kid and we're like, well, cool it. Um, and the fur, I mean, it just, it, life was all different. We could go on vacation without having to worry about anything. There was no yeah. fur constantly in the house. Um, my allergies immediately went away too. I used to always have allergies because we always had dogs and pets. Um, and I got a dog in college. So I pretty much always had a pet, always had allergies. My dog died, had no pets, and the allergies pretty much immediately went away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your kids, they live all over the place. Uh, you listed here Atlanta, Savannah, Orlando, Auburn, and a couple of them are right there in Birmingham. So what's the, do you have some special uh, schedule to go visit everybody, or do they come to you, or how do you do all that kind of stuff? That's a lot. No, it is a lot. And so we do have... Um, I, I did do in Atlanta to Savannah to Auburn. I tried to get three of them in the last loop. I missed the one down in Orlando. So my next loop is going to be doing all four of those and then coming back. But we do meet um, twice a year at the beach. So I, I um, get a beach place and whoever can show up can show up. And we have all the grandbabies and all the kids get together and it's a lot of fun. So we, we work hard, but we, we play hard too. So That's awesome. What beach do you go to? Um, go down to 30A, which is like Rosemary Beach. Um, it is so pretty down there. It's just laid back, you know, rent bikes. Um, everyone walks around. There's golf carts. Um, it's, it is such a laid back life. I love it. I love it. In Alabama? It is in Florida, but it is um, in the Panhandle. So it's gotcha. down by Destin and Seaside. And then there's um, Alice Beach, Rosemary. It's you should look it up it's, it's a great area yeah but it is florida but alabama actually this is a perfect segue because uh i'm gonna bring up the map now and show everybody where birmingham alabama is because uh, i don't really know interesting thing for me i mean i know where alabama is but i don't know exactly all these places so it's fun for me to learn as well um but let's bring it up 
but I, I was saying that because it looks like it does actually does have some uh, ocean frontage, which I'm guessing was negotiated there between the Floridians and the Alabama. And they said, hey, no, we need some uh, some water access with our state. So they gave him this little sliver here. But anyway, here you can see the pin. We got our globe here. United States, Alabama is on. Do you call that your south? You're a southern state, I guess. Yeah, you're not south central or anything what are you central time zone uh, we are in central time zone so. yeah so you're an hour behind yeah. and you can see the pin there and then birmingham is they call it north central i guess it is a little bit north but almost exactly central um, and then i am going to read the little google quick fact here uh, Birmingham is a city in the north central region of the U.S. state of Alabama. Birmingham is the seat of Jefferson. Why does it say? I read a couple other ones that said it's the seat of, and there was another southern state. There must Birmingham is in the county of Jefferson County, I think is what I changed it to on the last one. Uh, Alabama's Jefferson County is Alabama's most populous county as of 2020, and Birmingham had a population of 200,000-ish, making it Alabama's second most populous city after Huntsville. And you mentioned before we got on air that the actual uh, greater Birmingham area is more like a million people so this 200,000 is probably registered people in the city proper of Alabama or whatever right. um, so let's talk about first what the landscape looks like so people coming from here anyway we're used to big trees woods rolling hills mountains it's pretty much hilly everywhere um, sucks for bikers road bike well unless Actually, I like it. If I go to Florida, like this is boring. It's just flat, yeah, flat, yeah. flat, flat, flat. So what, what is it like there? You're kind of south. Is it flat? Well, you, I mean, you have sea level when you're down in like Mobile, Alabama. And then up in the northeastern corner, you have the Appalachian Mountains. So I think that's 2,400 feet above sea level. And then you have sea level um, down in Gulf Shores. So there's a lot in between. So we have hills in Birmingham. We do have um, Oak Mountain. We have um, Shadescrest. We have different mountains here, um, which is, are really nice because if you can build on those, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But um, there are hills. So if you were a biker, you know, you could find the windy uh, roads with the hills on them. Um, it's not completely flat. And what about the trees? It's not palm trees. It's it's like evergreen trees and oak trees and the kind of stuff we'd find up here. Yeah, and we also have like crepe myrtles and we have dogwood trees and we have um, things that are um, for this area. But we do have pine trees um, and oak trees. So we do have um, different trees. And what about lawns? You have lawn, regular lawns and grass like we have up here, or is it that sandy kind of soil with that really tough grass that kind where of happens? We are, to... Yeah, where we are, it's just the regular. It's, it's, and, um, it's not like St. Augustine grass or um, uh, whatever the other ones are. <laughs> we, just, gotcha. we just have regular grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's the weather like? Does it rain a lot? Do you have to wa do water the grass at all? It's nice. It's really nice here. So um, year round, right now, this is the coldest time, um, January, actually January, February, the coldest. And it's only cold for maybe two months. And then after that, it goes back to um, the 70s, maybe the 80s. I mean, really, it, it stays warm. It gets very hot in the summer. Um, it can be in the 90s. But it, 
it really gets cold again, maybe back in um, end of November, December. So we have a long period, as opposed to when I grew up in Ohio, where we had three months only. And in those three months, you just prayed you had good weekends. <laughs> but if you didn't have good weekends, you were toast. <laughs> Yeah, we can feel you up here. It's it's we definitely heat our houses more than we cool them. Although it's been changing a little bit lately, but um, it's here. I have up uh, from bestplaces.net. I look up climate averages and all this kind of stuff. Um, it says that you have 213 days of sunshine versus the U.S. average of 205. I know here in Pennsylvania we have like 160, so it looks like on average you're a fairly sunny place more than the okay. average. No, it's funny because if really if it's about three or four days and it's not nice weather, everyone starts going crazy. And, and um, they're like, we have to have sun again. So I guess if we don't have sun once a week, uh, we could lose it down here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We're the opposite. It's like overcast every single day and then the sun comes out and we're all like, what? What is this? We have to get every activity in yeah. in this one day. <laughs> and you feel like a, a total slob if you if it's sunny out you better be out doing something because the next day you won't have the opportunity to do it probably um, <laughs> and then snowfall it says 1.3 inches so pretty much don't get any snowfall but it does say that average uh, the low is in January about 32 degrees so it does get pretty cold you have winters but you just never get any precipitation for the most part and it does get um, it does get cold um, our issue here is if it rains and then freezes. So let's, we usually get like a storm, it's gonna be a temperature change, a pretty big temperature change. And then um, if it freezes overnight, it starts taking down the trees, it takes the limbs. Um, two years ago, I think, two or three years ago is the ice storm we had here where it closed the city down. Like we, we were all at work, didn't know the ice storm was coming. Ice storm came and people were stranded for days on the, on the road. Um, I was stuck in my office for two nights, couldn't go home. Um, I actually took my car, because I'm from Ohio, so I'm like, oh, I can drive in this. And um, <laughs> took my car out to the parking lot and just slid right down into the woods. And I'm like, I will walk right back. <laughs> <laughs> so not a common thing, obviously. What, like no. sleet or hail or any kind of nothing, nothing frozen from the air usually. No, if they think it's going to snow, we close down. So. so no salt trucks, nobody's plowing or salting the roads or anything. And it is hilly, so really, you, it, I mean, you really have to watch it because you don't know where the ice, you know, I mean, we could have that black ice, so but they're not used to it here. So with that swing of it gets 90s down to 30s, you're getting four seasons for the most part. Are you getting like fall leaves and the whole fall leaf change and then yeah. spring blooming of all the flowers? And it's very pretty. Now, they're, you know, bloom is huge. So that's when the allergies start flaring up. So you're having mostly your allergies in the fall. You're going to have your allergies in the spring. You know, once everything comes out, it's, um, and you can see the pollen probably for maybe like two weeks. If you drove your car, it's just green straight across your car. It is just amazing how much is out there. Um, it, it's a little rough to breathe during those two weeks, but after that, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Agreed. We have it here. There's a lot of, usually it's the yellow pollen. I'm sure there's other col colors yeah. of pollen, but usually all the cars are covered in yellow, yellow pollen for a few weeks. Yeah. I don't even wash it. I don't. Everybody, they wash their car like every day. I don't. Why would you do that? <laughs> I could have to do it again tomorrow. 
There you go. And then what about like tornadoes or earthquakes or hurricanes or any of that other kind of natural disaster stuff? Do you have to watch out for that stuff there? Well, since, you know, we are around the Gulf of Mexico and down in Mobile and Gulf Shores. So, yes, there are hurricanes. And, you know, those at least you have some warning. So you do have a little warning of when to evacuate and when to leave. We also have tornadoes, um, which I've had tornadoes in Ohio, too, and I had tornadoes in Texas. So I don't think a lot, but for people that have never had tornadoes, they might think that's something to worry about. Um, we usually have a warning. We have a great meteorologist here, James Spann. And um, I mean, you watch him even if you're down in Florida because he will let you know what's going on. Um, but with the weather changes, I mean, sometimes it'll be like in the 30s. Um, you know, in the next day, it'll be up in the 70s. So it just really depends what's going on with the temperature. And with that, you can find your storm shelter. Um, hope that you have a basement. If you don't have a basement, you know, you have a friend, have a relative, but have a plan of somewhere to go. So you do have basements. Do you have to get flooding in your basements like we do up here? You're also lower in sea level. Um, I brought up the map here, and it doesn't look like a lot of cities have like a river running straight through it. Um, but you don't. But you do have a river kind of on the right and the left, and it looks like a couple bodies of water, and your elevation is low. So is flooding ever an issue? Are there places where you have to get flood insurance? Uh, there may be a, a, a couple places, um, just low-lying areas, but for the most part, we don't have big areas that are flood zones. Um, you know, as a realtor, that's one thing I you look for is, you know, is the house that you're showing, is it in a flood zone? So um, if not, they're going to have to get flood insurance, and, you know, that adds cost. But we do have lakes, um, we do have rivers, um, only if really we get a, a just a downpour that's um, just a, a, you know, a couple inches in an hour, that's when it's gonna flood. That's when you know, they, the banks just can't take it, but it pretty much um, goes off. Gotcha, and then what is, what is that river there? Is that a major river? Is that a river or a bunch well, of lakes? What is that? You can't see, but uh, there's the Cahaba River that goes through Birmingham. Now there's. Smith Lake, that's a large lake north of us. And then there's Lake Martin, which is down by Auburn, going down that way. Um, there are other lakes around. And, and being outdoors is a big thing for Alabama. So people do go to their lake, they go to their beach place. Um, a lot of people have a second residence um, or just go on vacation there. And you mentioned that you like to, I don't know if, that was before we got on air, I think. You mentioned you like to drive a lot of places, and we'll tell everybody where they can drive to. Uh, but uh, because you told me that, I'm assuming you have a good infrastructure, road structure. What's the what's the commuting like? Um, what's the Well, first of all, what's the age of the roads? In Pennsylvania, all our stuff is old and falling apart, and all our roads are kind of like those condemned or the bridges are those condemned ones and you'll be going to a listing and all of a sudden you have to reroute 30 minutes out of your way because that bridge is being worked on. Um, so what's the age first of the infrastructure, the roads and things? You know, honestly, I'm not sure, but I will say after living up north, uh, the roads are, are probably better here, but we also don't have um, the winter with, you know, you guys have, it always seemed like after the winter, um, there were potholes up, you know, up north. And we don't have a lot of that here. We don't have a lot of, um, temperature is not going to do a lot to the roads. So um, they're, they're really, they're, they're great roads. I mean, we have, you know, Atlanta's two and a half hours away. Auburn, um, Auburn University is an hour and a half away. University of Alabama is 45 minutes away. The beach is four hours away. Nashville, three hours away. 
So we just go, we always have somewhere to go. And if you want to get really wild, New Orleans is five hours away. So we do all of it. We do everything. Like if you get bored in town, you go, okay, well, where can we go this weekend? And you really could go. I mean, if you were to go somewhere on a Friday, you could come back, you know, have a long weekend or, or come back on Monday. Um, I go to Atlanta a lot when my kids lives there and um, it's only two hours away. So. Yeah. And then do people work in Birmingham? Is that where most people work? Do they live on the outskirts and commute in or what's the main commute? Like here, Harrisburg, the main rush hour traffic would be going into the city and then going out of the city. That's kind of changing everywhere, I guess, because people are starting to work from home and you got these office centers popping up out in the suburban places. Um, but so what's the commute like? Where are people moving to and from? Where do they all work? I would say corporate is probably still downtown for the most part. Um, but there are office uh, office complexes that are in the suburbs also. So I think people are trying to find a better balance. Um, I mean, one of the reasons that I moved to Birmingham from Dallas was because it always took me an hour to get to wherever I needed to go. Um, I had six kids that played sports. And with playing sports, I mean, one would be over here and one had to be here. And it would take like an hour to get to their just field. Um, in Birmingham, it's much better than that. Um, really, we have two roads, I-65 and um, Highway 28. They're considered busy, but when you look at it coming from a big city, you just go, that's nothing. <laughs> that's what people say to me that are coming from like LA or New York. I'm like, watch out for the traffic. You won't, you don't want to live out there. It's going to take you 25 minutes to get there. Like, 25 minutes? <laughs> I'll walk that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like, funny. There are times when I go into work, I go into work, I work from home mostly because that's just what COVID did and it made it much more, I can get more work done at home. I just can. Um, but going into work, I can get there in five minutes um, if I go hours that are not traffic. And then if I go during the hours of like eight to nine or on the way home at five, it could take me 30 minutes to get home of the five minutes that I could do it outside traffic time. And there are, are there any toll bridges or roads or do you have easy pass or you only encounter that when you travel to Florida or something? Yeah, I saw that in Atlanta. I'm like, I don't even know what lane to be in. And, and then I actually went back to Dallas and I didn't even know what to do. It's like, okay, you have a pass and it just, it just reads off your car. And I'm like, I know, but what lane do I need to be in? They're like, you don't have a pass. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We have a little fun fact here in uh, Pennsylvania. We have the most expensive toll road on the in the world, <laughs> the Pennsylvania Turnpike, well, which is a great road. I love it and I use it, but it is, I guess it's expensive. It does go up all the time. It's because they switched to now they just read. Uh, if you don't have an easy pass, they just read your license plate and send you a bill, but they have no power to go against your credit or to go against your license or do anything because it's privately owned now, I think. Um, so they can't do anything about it so then the prices go up for everybody else that has easy pass uh to pay for the road because of all these people that use it for free <laughs> but uh okay so you just have to carry well i guess they read license plates now or do you take a back in the day did you take a, a make sure you had a bunch of quarters with you when you went traveling even remember we just you don't remember those toss things every time we went to the beach you know, i remember there was a couple places where you had to make sure you had 35 cents to throw in the thing i think that was in ohio because we we had a turnpike i mean toledo had that turnpike that went straight to pennsylvania too so um that was the only one that you had to have stuff <laughs> 
And then what are the major industries down there? Obviously, uh, history is a big thing down there. What's the capital of Alabama? Montgomery. And it's not okay. the largest city, but it's, um, it's probably centrally located. So that's, that's why it's there. But um, we honestly, um, iron and steel were the biggest things for Birmingham for a long time, but then healthcare um, overtook that. So we do have, we have Children's Hospital here. Um, we have other hospitals. It's a great healthcare system. Um, it's probably in the, in the whole Southeast, it, it's, it's one of the better ones to come to. So we do have a lot of people that come here. They Airbnb or they stay um, in, in neat places if they have to stay for a long period of time. What about tourism? Because it is it's a huge, I, right now it's Black History Month. I'm assuming there's a lot going on in Birmingham. Um, they have a civil rights museum. So that is really nice. I've been through that a couple times. Um, it's great for the history. Um, we have a Barber Motor Motorsports, if you like motorcycles. I think it has like, what, uh, 16, 1,600 motorcycles, um, the largest uh, group of motorcycles uh, in a museum. So we have that. We have the Birmingham Barons, which is a minor league baseball team for the Chicago White Sox. Um, there's all kinds of things to do here. Is that in, what's this park? I was looking up things to do and there was like Legacy Arena or something like that? It's Regions. Um, it was Regions Field. So um, the Birmingham Barons. Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex. That's a different, that's a concert hall. So you do have that. Yeah. Um, what about like colleges? Are there any colleges around there? Oh yeah, now we have the, we have Sanford University, which is a private university. We have UAB, which is University of Alabama, Birmingham. We have the University of Alabama, which is Tuscaloosa, um, Roll Tide. And that would be... That's what you guys are always talking about on Clubhouse. I never get it. I mean, I kind of get it, but... We have Auburn <laughs> University, which is only an hour and 45 minutes down to 280, and that is uh, War Eagle. So, yeah. And f football's a big deal down there. Oh, my gosh. Football's life. So let me just say, starting in uh, end of August, when the kids go back to school, everyone's figuring out when they're going to tailgate, what they're going to do. Um, tailgating's huge. Uh, I don't remember tailgating so much when I was up north. Now, I'm sure they probably do now. It seems like everybody tailgates. But it's huge here. Just huge. And, and any military bases? Yeah, and I want to talk about it a little bit here in a second when we talk about the entertainment. Military bases? Military bases, I don't know about that. Nothing, nothing in Birmingham that I can think of. Um, That's all right. It's just on my list to ask. Those are the number one, you know, state government a lot of times maybe you have, and then you got uh, military bases, colleges, uh, health care, like you said. I guess everybody kind of has health care. If there's people there, <laughs> there better be hospitals. Yeah, well, you would hope. And colleges bring a lot too. Do you guys, does that hospital have a helicopter? Do you know? It does, yes, it does. And um, I mean, we, we see it come and go every once in a while too. My, one of my daughters is a, a NICU nurse at Children's Hospital. So she tells me stories. And um, yeah, they, the, the helicopter does come. And then we started talking about it a little bit. Um, what is there to do? What I would say, mainly, we, we go to restaurants, we go to parks, there's, there's a lot of parks around. There's the Robert Trent Jones Golf um, Trail, so there's different golf courses throughout the state. 
people will go just from one to the other, make a make a trip out of it. Um, I mean, we have the, the beer trail in, in Birmingham where you go to the different breweries and um, there's always something. Like coming up is the, the chili cook-off. So we're, we already have our tickets for that. That's a lot of fun. Different um, companies have booths there and then it's a competition. And um, probably we have farmer's market downtown, Pepper Place. There's a, you can always get out. You can always do something outside, um, which is really nice. Actually, you mentioned farms. Uh, are there far Do you have farmland like outside of the city? Yes, on the outskirts of the city. So yes, people, and, and it seems like that's the that's the new thing because I've just noticed as as a realtor that people are asking, I want to get property because I want to live out a little further. Um, they don't really care about the school system so much. Um, maybe they don't need the school system, and so they want to have a little land with a little stock pond. Um, just to get away. And then here in Alabama, I mean, hunting is a big thing. So, you know, people want land either lease to hunt on. Um, so that, that is also something. Do you know what they're hunting? I have no idea. <laughs> those, those poor little things that they hunt and kill, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know it is the deer. Um, I'm the, I mean, I'm the, I don't know. I don't know what. That's all right. That's why I said, "Do you know?" and didn't say just I, what do they hunt? Because they probably hunt a bunch of stuff. I'm assuming the same they, things as up here. And they do hunt a bunch deer. of deer because when I'm showing houses, I see the heads on the wall, and so it's like, okay, that's that's a little freaky, but okay. <laughs> Turkeys, bears. A buddy of mine asked me to go goose hunting. Um, last week we didn't go because it was too sunny and apparently the geese don't like to fly when it's too sunny they like overcast so we had to cancel uh, and hopefully go back again but i only told him i don't this is not my thing i don't hunt ever but shooting birds is very very fun um and he eats them and uses every part of it so i'm down with doing it i just the caveat was i'm not cleaning them and i don't want to eat them i'll go shoot the crap out of them but beyond that i'm not doing it sorry any uh, and fishing, you know, the lakes have great fishing, and also down um, in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, you can go down there for a, a trip and get fishing boat, have someone um, captain it, and there's some really good fishing down the Gulf of Mexico. So we do and do hit that. How far a drive would that be? That's like four hours. I mean, you could go, you know, you could leave early morning, you could get down there, uh, get on the, the boat. Um, do a full day, maybe spend the night, come back if you really wanted to. But usually once you get down to the beach, you want to stay there for a couple of days because it's so pretty. I mean, it's white, you know, the white sand. It's They are really gorgeous beaches. And then where else can you drive to? You mentioned a bunch of places to me. I just mentioned rattle off a few of the places you can yeah. drive to within a few hours. We go up to Nashville. So Nashville's fun. You know, that's a whole different vibe. Um, we go up there. We'll go over to, um, you can go to Memphis which is like three hours away. Um, you can go down to New Orleans, been there several times. That's five hours away. Um, really in your head, you could just think, where do I want to go? And, and it, it's a doable trip. How far is it to Florida, to like a beach in Florida? Like the ones that we go to, so Rosemary Beach, Alice Beach, um, those are like four and a half hours away. Um, that's, you know, a good speed. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the go-to place? One of my questions usually is the driving vacation. What's the go-to? Ours is Jersey Shore. There's lots of other places you could go, but that's probably the number one place. Okay. Is there a specific beach or like area of Florida that people go to? 
Well, they start in Alabama, so you go to Gulf Shores, you go to Orange Beach, and then you move over to Florida, you know, where kind of, you know, they gave us a little bit, and then they took some. So then you have Destin, you have Seaside, Orange Beach, um, Panama City. There's all kinds of the Panhandle. Okay, so most of this kind of like north, this little this little part that sticks out um you're not so that's four hours not down to like sarasota or something yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. far drive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about you mentioned uh festivals a little bit you have like arts fests and i just took you off the screen <laughs> you mentioned arts fest you have like uh we there like, we go. Okay. I'm preoccupied with the screen. <laughs> do you have uh, fireworks? That's what I was trying to think of. Fireworks. Yeah. And we do have Fourth of July. They do that at the, the Birmingham Barons games. So they have Fourth of July fireworks over there. Um, and Vulcan, uh, I think it, it's the Vulcan Park. So they have fireworks over there. Um, there, there are fireworks in the area. Um, probably those are the only two places. You know, it's, it's safer to do it that way than to let people just blow them off all over. Sure. And then there's racing there, right? There's I saw some indie track and then Talladega's not too far from there. So for all the race heads out of the out there, oh, okay. tell us it. tell us a little bit about no, there or whatever you know about I have, it. I have not ventured to Talladega. Um, I have seen I've seen uh, pictures, I've seen people that have been there, I've seen videos, but um, I, I'm not a big racer, but um, I, I, it looks like it's a blast. I mean, they, they spend the whole week, weekend. Um, it's, it's a lot going on in Talladega. Yeah, I don't, I'm not into NASCAR either. And for those that don't know, it's a NASCAR track, which is just a circle, I think, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not into it either. My ex-wife got her, her company sponsored a car. So we got these hot passes, they're called. Oh. So you get to go down in the pit. And I totally underestimated how cool and and awesome it would be i mean as soon as the cars start up uh, your whole body's shaking with it and every time they pass it's like the world's gonna explode uh it, it's pretty it's a whole experience um oh, no it is and it looks like uh, it, it would it would be a complete experience yeah. <laughs> and one of the best movies ever made talladega nights is maybe not even filmed there uh, you can't assume that the thing was actually filmed there and that i don't know <laughs> And then if you had to get far away, we're trying to get out of Dodge and fly somewhere. What's the closest big airport that you can get somewhere? Well, Birmingham is an international airport, but um, I always go to Atlanta just so that I don't have to do, you know, I'm, I'm always, I'm not trusting the baggage always making it. So I will drive to Atlanta and then use that airport. But you can't. How far is Atlanta? Two hours, like two, two, two and a, two and a half. It just depends on traffic there too. You know, once again, you have to get on the road at the right time. And then what if somebody wanted to see a concert? Where are they going to see it? That Legacy Arena place? Now, we do have an amphitheater here, too. So there is an outdoor amphitheater. Um, you could go to Jefferson, um, the Birmingham. It's called the BJCC. So that's a concert hall. You can also go to Tuscaloosa. They have a lot of good concerts that show up in Tuscaloosa. That's 45 minutes away. That's the university. Um, having the universities close is nice. Yeah, they have a lot of facilities. A lot of our concerts are at the Bryce Jordan Center up at State College. Um, so, yeah, for sure. And then the question everybody wants to know if they're moving there, obviously, is what they can they what can they get for the money? Um, here, our average price is, I think it's 
250 would be what's on the books. It's more like 300 in my opinion if you're trying to get that kind of entry level first dream home, probably two stories, two car garage, 0.2 acres built in the 80s or 90s for 300-ish. So how does that compare to, to what people can get down there? Well, we have a big range, so but you can get something in every range. So you could get something, you could get something in the 100s, um, in the, you know, high 100s, you could get a townhouse, a condo. Um, in the two to three hundreds, you could get a smaller house in a nice neighborhood, or you could get a larger house out. Um, and then, uh, like I'm about to list a $1.5 million house that has 8,700 square feet. So. Um, it's a large, very large house. So, so is that kind of the top of the luxury market, we'll yeah. call it? Yeah, I would say. I would say. I'm and is that house. outside of the city? What's that property like? No, it's, it's actually in the city. It's in a, a, a really nice neighborhood in Vestavia uh, called Liberty Park. Um, and so it, they have larger houses out there. They have more land out there. And Art, what's the age of a house like that? Are these like old 1920s mansions from back in the day, or these are more modern? Those are probably early, early 200s. So okay, I mean, I mean 2000. So it's going to be like 2005, 2010. Um, really, it's they're not that old. That that neighborhood is very new um, compared to a, a lot of other things closer into town. But and then downtown, you have the older stuff, the 1900s, 1920s, historic districts. Yeah, they're redoing a lot of that, too. So they're redoing um, the old office buildings that they have there that really aren't office buildings anymore. They're turning them into multi-purpose, multifunctional. So you have restaurants there and you have um, the condos there. So it's really, it's, it's made a cool vibe down there. Restaurants have come. Um, people go downtown more than they used to go down before. So really, it's a pretty cool vibe that you're getting in Birmingham now. You're seeing a resurgence like kind of every little town is seeing and people want to, well, people are buying up everything everywhere, but um, people are moving down there. Is there a restaurant road down there that people kind of, where it's expanding it's, from? It's all over. So like I said, there's the, the beer trail. The beer trail, there's different breweries all over. I mean, really, they're just taking different parts of downtown. Um, it'd be nice to see at some point if they would just turn some of the green and make green areas where you could. They do have a trail that they're trying to put around the city, a walking trail. Um, so hopefully that will connect more things too. But walking, running, and biking, but they're big things down here. And is there new construction to get as well? There is some new construction, not a lot of new construction. Um, and then, of course, with COVID, everything slowed down even more. But we have, you have a, a, a hit and miss, one here, one there, but we really don't have um, a, a lot of neighborhoods that are building. Not, not like when I lived in Dallas and Houston. Sure. I mean, right now, those places are, yeah. There'd be a thousand, you know, house neighborhood just put up. <laughs> Yeah, with that, well, I won't get into that. All the houses are exactly the same for the most part, right? I don't, I don't see they the appeal, are, but. <laughs> but they're still selling. <laughs> and then, what about HOAs? Do you have HOAs? Obviously, we've talked about the stock is a little bit older, and HOAs are kind of a newer thing. Um, do you have HOAs at all? Is that something you deal with? Yeah. So 
so some of the some of the neighborhoods they have tighter HOAs than other ones. Um, I have noticed a little resurgence um, in a couple of the HOAs. They are now not letting Airbnbs, whereas people had Airbnbs in the neighborhoods. Now they're making it so that you cannot have Airbnbs. So they're they're trying to tighten that up a little bit. Um, which I guess I'm not quite sure what people are going to do if they're going to sell. Um, I'm not quite sure, or they're just going to rent. But the HOA, I mean, uh, they, they seem to be putting someone's back against the wall, saying, "Hey, you've got to make a decision here." They're doing that here too. They're doing it with just rental, pure rentals, which I guess they have to in some respects to get it to qualify for FHA, so that certain people can buy it and all that stuff. But um, it has been. I'm seeing more increasingly that every townhome, anything in an HOA listed is, you can't rent this. You used to be able to, but now it's at the limit and we're, everyone that moves out is not getting rented again. So well, it's, it's making a pain for me because I want to buy, I only want to buy stuff that I can rent out. Yeah, well, that's what everyone wants to do. And I guess, you know, it's good for the neighborhood though, that they do probably put some of those um, contingencies on them because, you know, people are coming in and just buying whole blocks. So with that, you need a little control. You really do to respect the homeowner that lives there um you know that has been there for a while their their values have gone up there they, they want to stay there for a while and then all of a sudden someone comes in and just buys a block that's right that's rough and then they don't take as good care of it as as a owner would um and everything starts going down for sure yeah well, and with Airbnb, and other, you know, people just come and go too. So you don't, you have more people coming going as opposed to even just renters. I mean, I'm not anti Airbnb, but you know, in a neighborhood, if a lot of it flips over and you live in that neighborhood, I can see where that would be an issue. Yeah, agreed. I don't want it in my neighborhood, but I also want to but own well, properties and do that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just not in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to buy one downtown in the older stock or in a single family house that's not an HOA or something. You can do whatever you want to, although you still have the municipality to deal with. But um, so what about are there like golf courses or amenities to any kind of communities or that kind of stuff? So now the Robert Trent Jones um, golf trail, that is that's public. So you could you could golf there. There are also neighborhoods that do have um, country clubs. Um, so the, the one that I was just talking about, there's a um, old Overton, there's a golf course there that people belong to. And then there are cities that have golf courses that you can belong to. Um, so golf is big down here. Thanks. And then that neighborhood, are you forced, like if you live in that neighborhood, you have to be a part of that country club or? I don't, I don't think you do. I don't, I haven't seen any of them that have made people do that. Um, and then we do have the golf, um, the, we used to have PGA, um, tour that came through here. So they went to Greystone Golf, uh, Greystone Country Club. And um, now I don't know if it's a seniors tour, but there's, there's, a, there's still a tour that comes through. And that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's a, a week of golf where people go out and just have a lot of fun. And there are there other you said you mentioned there was your like steel and and what iron steel metal stuff was the main industry um are there old warehouses or train yards or any of that old kind of stuff that's being repurposed now like around here we're also rail yard steel town all that kind of stuff too um and we kind of have like breweries buying the old warehouses yeah. and doing things in the old warehouses you have stuff like that happening we do. We have Sloss Furnace, which is, which is um, an, an old one, and 
they've turned that into that they do allow you to do weddings there now so people will have that urban type feel wedding um where they it, it's pretty industrial looking but that's the look that they want and it's um i, I a lot of people decided that they didn't want to do that kind of stuff it, it's outside so it's outdoors um and you don't have to worry about inside with covid it just seems like really people have tried to find where can they go outside still do what they want to do still have weddings still have parties still have you know events and then what about acreage if somebody wants 10 20 50 100 acres something like that how far out of birmingham do they have to go you don't have to go that far out um you know it's just a matter of um wh what you want what area you want do you want to go north you want to go um, toward Atlanta, do you want to go toward Tuscaloosa or down down south toward the beach? But you can get acreage. Um, I just sold uh, a mobile home in like, I don't know, 23 acres in the middle of uh, almost nowhere. <laughs> and someone wanted that and, uh, and, and then we sold it. <laughs> Me, I want that. I'm looking for that. I want the cheapest possible structure on a bunch of land and then I'll do my own structure. But if there's a structure there, then you can certain well, I was uh, surprised at how cheap land was land, land was pretty cheap so um, <laughs> i don't know if anything's ever going to come out that way or if they just want to be away and be alone and just not be near people and then you'd be on well and septic out somewhere like that i'm assuming uh-huh and you are on septic some places we have mountains and so we have rock um so some of these neighborhoods are on septic also and we mentioned basements a little bit. Do you, is everything basements or do you have some slab homes too or everything's a basement there? No, we, have, we also have slab. So it just depends on the neighborhood, um, how close it is to water too. But um, there are basement homes. We have basement homes. A lot of them probably if you are building up, if you're more like into the mountain or if you're, at least your elevation is higher, um, those are the ones that are going to have basements. Gotcha. And then you have gutters there, right? Or roofs? What kind of roofs? Because I, I, like, if you go up to Vermont, I feel like none of the houses they all have metal roofs and no gutters. And I'm assuming that's because there's lots of debris and lots of rain, and they maybe have no basements or I, I don't know. But do you have you have shingle roofs and gutters? Yes, we do have gutters. Do you not have gutters? Okay. We have gutters because we have lots of rain. Oh. I found it weird that up in Vermont, around all the ski places, all these woods houses don't have any gutters they just no, have metal roofs and then no gutters and it is so sad uh, at least the ones that i see and we, i just uh, sold the house um i had the buyers and the house had issues because the gutters uh were filled i mean if you don't empty out the gutters you don't clean them out so the water was going straight down well it caused major damage to the foundation so now the repair on that is going to be i don't know somewhere like around fifty thousand dollars because you didn't clean out the gutters I mean, just clean out the gutters, like let them flow, let them do their thing. And if they're going straight down, make sure you get, you know, the little angle on them so it goes away from the house. It's such an easy thing to keep water away. And water is such a problem. You just don't want to have water issues. For yeah. sure. Everybody wants to go into the basement and dig trenches and have pumps and pump the water out and all this yeah. stuff. When you probably, you start outside is where you solve a flooding problem. You don't do the interior stuff, but sometimes you have to. But I have had ones where they did the whole thing and then figured out, oh, our downspouts were just going to the wrong place. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to do anything to their house, make sure that you always clean out your gutters. That, that's just, it's really an important thing to do is to clean out the gutters so that the water can flow, not go over the gutters, and then down into your foundation and 
cause major havoc. And then what's the inventory like there right now? We're in 2022 here in central Pennsylvania and pretty much everywhere across the globe really um, is kind of a real estate shortage and a shortage of in inventory. Um, so what's, what's it like there? Prices up and hard to get a house? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it is hard, but you know, then you have to get creative or get yourself a realtor that can help you figure out what you need to do. Like be realistic when you're going to go into an offer you know, a bunch of contingencies, it's not going to work. Um, unless the house has been sitting there. If, 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 you know, you're looking for a house, look for the house that's been sitting there for a while. Then you're probably going to be able to offer less. Maybe you're going to put in the repairs to the house and you're going to do that after you move in. That, and that's one way to get a house in a neighborhood that you might want to be in, but that house isn't really moving. So, um, yeah, the inventory is tight. But I've, I've been lucky. Um, I've, I've found inventory, but I, that's kind of what I do. I look to see if, if it's a house that just came up. You know, all the, all the days are filled. You're you're not going to be able to uh, get that house just on even ask price. Just have an honest conversation and say, hey, what what are you willing to give up on your contingencies? Is it cash? And cash seems to always win. Um, that it's. It's rough out there, but we're doing it. I mean, we are doing it. I, I think it's just make your buyer really um, realize what the market's doing and, and just have a little bit of a mind shift. I, I find that the hardest people to do are the people that are a little bit older, that have been in a house forever. They want to downsize and they want to look for a house. And you tell them these new rules and they just look at you like, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. And then you just say, you know what? You, you probably don't need to move then because that's what you're going to have to do. So I, I feel yeah, like it's crazy. They don't want the big house that they have, but what they're looking for, they're not going to be able to get. Yeah. And I think it, a lot of times it just comes down when people are offering on a house, whoever is the most fed up, whoever this, so there's 20 offers on the house, whatever one of those 20 is, 20 people is the most fed up at that point with making offers and losing. Whoever's ready to go, all right, I'm done. Whatever we got to do, that's who's going to win that house. And, and you kind of have to streamline the offer process uh, with your buyers because making 10 offers, you know, five to 10 offers for people takes a lot of time. So we have to streamline that somehow. No, and it is. It's rough. I put a house up this morning, listed a house, and um the next two days are completely filled with showings. And the first person that saw the house, the agent already called me and they said, we want it. What do we have to do? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you and the other ones are going to want it too. So really it's going to be putting it on a spreadsheet, a multi-offer spreadsheet and just see where it falls. Do you have my form? Yeah, <laughs> I do have a form. I actually made my own form because it was, it was just crazy on a couple of these houses. So I made a form and, um, it's helpful. It's very helpful. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. I know. And I, I can't stand it when they call and try to fish for information or I, we all, I mean, I get it. You're being nice and that's what everybody tells you to do. You should call and find out what the motivation is and what's their ideal settlement date and all these things. But to me, today is crazy. Everybody's calling me. It's better if you just leave me alone. The one that bugs me the least and comes with the best offer is probably going to be the one towards the top because we all know what you're, you try. I mean, offer more money and less contingencies. Uh, it's not rocket well, science. That's, honestly, that's the easy answer right now. That is your easy answer. It's just offer the highest that you can. If it has to be appraised, the highest that you can that can be appraised. If it doesn't have to be appraised, offer the highest. 
whatever you're comfortable with, this will be your next house. This is where you're going to live. So sometimes it's not just sticker price. It's um, do you want this lifestyle? Do you want to live here for the next however many years? And that's how they're deciding what they're going to pay. It's true. It's just the way it is now. So, I mean, and, and I think after a couple of years of it now, people are kind of catching on and I, we don't as realtors have to explain or, or we don't sound as crazy telling them this at first it was, you tell them you're probably going to have to do no inspections or minimal inspections or something. And they're, I mean, whoa, I don't even want to work with this guy. He's telling me I'm going to have to do no inspections. So I backed off telling, you know, kind of let them learn on their own. And then I came back to kind of pushing it again and telling them more at the beginning. So it's learning for all of us as we go here. Um, so let's get you out of here because you have this listing to tend to and all these offers coming in. Um, my last question here, which has nothing to do with, uh, with Birmingham or real estate, but does have something to do with you. If you could do any other profession, what would you do? Honestly, it's funny. This is the profession because I've already been a paralegal. No, caveat, caveat. No, you can't say that I would stay doing what I'm doing. <laughs> That's I gotta I should put this as the rule that you have to pick something other than what you're doing now. I can't even think what I want to do. I love this. This is so much fun. Even even in this market, you just have to be creative. The good agents, um, you you just really have to work it every single day. Work for your clients. I love doing this job. I, I don't think there is another job. I wouldn't even quit working. I mean, if I made enough money and could quit working, I would still do this because it's it's just it's in my blood well there you go you're the one that people should be working with then you when pressed even when pressed very hard and put on the spot on live multiple channels she still sticks to selling real estate so i like that um and I like real estate too. I don't know that if I won the lottery, I would keep doing it. But uh, real estate is a very rewarding job. And there's all kinds of ways you can go with it and make it your own. So real estate is a pretty awesome thing to do. So tell everybody where they can reach you. Uh, read your information aloud in case they are listening in their car or something and want to pull over and write it down. No, I'm sure. I'm Bonnie from Birmingham, Alabama. And you can reach me at 205-999-3115. And my email is B P O T I C N Y at realitysouth.com. And again, you can contact Bonnie if you want to visit Birmingham, even if you're not moving there. If you want to visit there, realtors are the best tour guides. And you can contact me if you need to buy or sell a home in central Pennsylvania or anywhere across the globe. Uh, Bonnie and myself have a vast, very vast and growing network of real estate professionals across the globe, both agents and lenders, all that stuff. We've got you covered wherever you're going, buying or selling. So hit me up or hit Bonnie up. Uh, you can call me, text me or email me if you're reaching out to me, uh, throw a rock through my window, send a carry a pigeon whatever you need to do i want to hear from you especially right now we need some inventory uh but even if you're buying that's good too thanks for watching and listening thank you bonnie for being here and say goodbye to everybody bye everybody see you in birmingham